everyone. Hello there. I'm Colleen McMillan, Jedi Master and Rebel Scum Collaborator. And I am Pirate Jedi and Honda Onaka crew member, Anders Drew. We truly run the gambit here in terms of rake, from Padawan to Knight and apparently Pirate to Master. But no Darn matter right. what rank you carry, one thing remains constant, much to learn we still have. Yes, so today we have a special event episode because we were surprised this morning by the Mandalorian Season 2 trailer. This thing we've been, it's 2020, we don't get nice things that often. No. no. We're just really excited. so glorious. (laughs) So here today we're going to do a short breakdown of the trailer, give you some of our reactions, and a little light to heavy predicting. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. As always, this episode contains spoilers, so if you want to watch the trailer first if you haven't been obsessed with it all day don't listen like anymore. we have <laughs> yeah go watch it come back um and if you're ready to dive in grab a drink from the cantina sit back and unwind as we engage your mind enjoying john favreau's epic creation yes that being said let's punch it and as kind of is clear from the armor of speech, the major plot point arc for season two is very likely, if not unequivocally, attempting to deliver baby Yoda to the Jedi. We're kind of going scene by scene. So mm-hmm. Colleen, why don't you start mm-hmm. us off with that glorious first yes. scene since you are our master. Yes, the opening scene, scene one, we see a gorgeous water planet kind of off in the distance. And then there's this kind of reddish brown, greenish, maybe swampy looking planet kind of that Mando's ship, the Razor Crest, is flying over to get to the beautiful blue planet. Um, the ship does not look great, guys. No, nope. <laughs> it does not look okay. Um, the right engine looks like it's on the fritz. It's kind of yep. like sputtering out. And then the cargo hold door is open to the vacuum of space. Yeah, not a great uh, dad Mm. mobile at all. So while the imagery Mm. is gorgeous, Mm -hmm. you know that they are absolutely in trouble. And I like to think, whether this was intentional or not, if this was in our galaxy, it almost looked like Mando was flying over Mars and heading to Earth. Mm. And so I to get to the good planet? Yes. <laughs> and so I wanted us to One predict water, obviously. One with water. a little bit what planet it is that he's heading to. Is it Mon Cala? And help me with these pronunciations in case mm-hmm. I botch them. Anders, why don't you take it? Because I don't want to embarrass Yeah, myself. so if it's not Mon Cala, maybe it's Takodana, mm-hmm. um, which we were introduced to in the sequel trilogy where Maz's castle is. Mm-hmm. Or is it somewhere entirely new? Could be. Yeah. Could be. I personally think that it's Moncala based off of later scenes the rest of the trailer the trailer yeah Mm. just because of how Mm. blue it appears so kind of see it's a water planet y'all yeah so like when we talk about scene five think this is why Sarah thinks that it's Moncala Anders go ahead I think that idea makes sense especially based on what we see later on um although the other water planet we have seen already is Camino I don't think that the reddish planet makes sense for it to be Camino. Um, But just to throw out another possibility, I'm Mm. throwing out the idea that it could be Yavin 4. 
okay. uh, which is where the rebel base was in a new hope um, and saw it again in Rogue there. One. It's got a Jedi temple. We yeah. know that the Jedi are going to start playing a, at least kind of overarching role in this season. So it would make sense the if ghost, you're on a fact-finding kind of mission. The ghost of the Jedi. Yeah. Yeah. This so, could be a logical place. So, I mean, either way, and we'll dive into scene five a little bit more. Mando ship is unequivocally in rough shape. So mm. I'm predicting mm-hmm. that within mm. the first three episodes, we're probably going to see a pretty big scrap that I think we also see in the trailer that we'll get to um, in scene six where there's the X-Wings. So could the X-Wings have done this? I don't know. But the next scene that we get to is Grunge City. You must reunite it with its own kind. Mm -hmm. Um, Filled with graffiti, there's street lamps, and it looks pretty freaking realistic you yes. see various pictures yeah. of droids and people crossed out which i really think well, is very. such yeah it's such a cool touch of realism that also makes you like kind of on edge it is not a welcoming place that you'd want no. a youngling a foundling in at all very forbidding place. they've done this they've done this so well they did this in season one with just those actual kind of physical realism touches Grounding on things i mean reality. their backgrounds have been entirely more or less digital like mm-hmm. if you haven't gone back and watched like the behind the scenes stuff of how they pulled yes. off all that stuff with the game engines and everything it's so cool where would people see that if they're like that is on disney, plus. on disney plus um, in in the um the gal the gallery it's right? the gallery yes. series gallery. yes right okay perfect so um, what i'd like us to do now since i consider this speech and clearly the creators also considered it to be so pivotal mm-hmm. anders and colleen would you mind doing the armor and din right now because sure. over this imagery and over the imagery of later scenes the armor begins relaying this pivotal speech mm-hmm. that i think is really the keystone of what this whole season is going to be about you must reunite baby Yoda with whom so so go ahead Colleen and of course she has to be like super big because she might be part Jedi herself Yoda would be it's Star Wars straight answers are not a thing Yoda's like sitting there being like yes girl yes no information this is fantastic okay here we go armor quote show me the one whose safety deemed such destruction you must reunite it with its own kind. Where? This you must determine. Thanks. The songs of eons past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great and an order of sorcerers called Jedi. Do you expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. And you know what? I will say, interestingly... The armor doesn't agree in season one that they're enemy sorcerers. She, right. she says, not this one. So I would like to think, and maybe this is me just projecting into the force, I would really like to think that the armor is signaling and teaching and instructing as a mentor, like it doesn't have to be that way. This is the way you as a dad mm-hmm. bring, like our 
our desire to protect foundlings is yes. what's going to truly be carrying this forward. So until yeah. you reunite them with one family, you are that clan of two. I love that. Yeah. Season two, well, clan of two. Just because it. they're a force wielder doesn't necessarily mean they're an enemy or a villainous Jedi sorcerer. Yeah. I mean, yeah. a force wielder can be a lot of things. So she, of course, is kind of hedging her bets here, especially if she's who we maybe think she is or what I was she actually going to say, Colleen, um, where do you stand? Um, yeah, you're, you, we like, know, everyone's have hinting. We met the armor, have we met the armor before? What do you think? Ooh, who do I you think, think she is? I if... think it's possible. I think there are three options. I think she could be Rookcast, who was a member of Maul's, Maul DeLorean kind of squadron. She could be Sabine. Probably not. She seems Don't a little older. She could be Ursa Wren. So I'm, I'm going to throw in another Wren just in case because I would love it if it was Ursa Wren. That'd be great. But the main theory is that it's Bo-Katan. I don't Freeze. think it's Bo-Katan. I don't think it is either just because of the Katie Sackhoff rumors. Exactly. And they're using the voiceover of this other actress from the original season. Yeah. So that kind of more points to the Rook cast option maybe. And that is why she's hiding her face mm -hmm. and why she kind of perpetuates this hiding of the face. Like maybe she knows Bo-Katan is out there and people who are Mandalorian have to hide their faces in right. order to keep Bo-Katan safe or in order to keep herself safe. Because it does seem to just come out of nowhere because the Mandalorians and the other series are taking off their helmets willy-nilly. And the other, the other piece I just always find interesting about this this voiceover is they're talking about the Jedi as though they are this like bygone yeah, legend. And I'm yes. like, guys, it has it's it's only been like 20 years. Like but you know we what? not talk right. about we do not talk about 1990. Holy shit. Um, <laughs> I know. I was thinking that this, I'm like hmm. as this thing that no one remembers anything about that is currently alive. I don't know. Right. There was just a doll that came out that had to do with like the 1980s historical doll. historical. I both know what you're saying, Anders, and I also mm -hmm. don't know what you're saying. But what I do know that we should be saying is what's going on in scene three. Why mm -hmm. don't you hit us off yes. in scene three, yes. Where? This you must determine after we had our nice little image of baby Yoda for the first time, because cue the cuteness, um, we switch over and now we have this gorgeous Bantha with the Tusken Raider. So cue mm -hmm. our instincts. We are back on Tatooine. Yep. And Never been there before. <laughs> and we are, the Razor Crest is in much better shape than that opening mm -hmm. scene. So whether this is before or it's been repaired, we're not sure. Um, you know, we know Tatooine is very saturated with Jedi. Yep. Um, it is not a bad place to look if you're trying to find Force users, if exactly. that's yeah. on your mind. Yeah. Luke, Especially Anakin, if though. he finds out that Luke is from Tatooine. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, Luke, Anakin, Old Ben, I mean, the, the great- made his way there at some point. <laughs> yes. been there. I mean, <laughs> there's just so much there. And well, Baby Yoda could be pulled toward it, too. Also, if we're going to see Boba Fett, that is the last time we yes. saw him. Yep. I, I really like how, I mean, some people might complain, oh, we've been here before, but I really like how Tatooine's this, the nexus. You have to keep yes, coming back. It really ties everything all together. And I think that's a very nice keystone location yes. for forest mm -hmm. users and mm -hmm. for this quest. It just makes yes. sense to me. 
And you know what also makes sense to me? Another scene with Baby Yoda, especially on Fresh Beautiful Snow, being the epitome of cute AF. The songs of Eon's past tell of battles between Mandalore the Great. So let's talk about <laughs> scene four, where for like a hot beat, we see a ship fly into an ice world and we see Baby Yoda step out on this fresh snow. And so... I was wondering, thanks to my husband, Brendan, is this Illum where the Jedi get their kyber crystals and where approximately 20 years before episode seven, where Starkiller base is installed by the Force, the First Order? Mm -hmm. What do you guys think? I think that is definitely an option because it is a Jedi stronghold. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think, I definitely think it's an option. I'm not as convinced on it just because, and this is kind of. It could be Hoth too. I mean, it could be Hoth. Could be. I I would actually think it's more somewhere new potentially, but. Okay. The idea of it being Ilum, for me, I know we're a solid like 20 years out from um, Force Awakens when Starkiller Base is fully online, but when you if you think about what it took, they were build they were designing and building the first Death Star before the end of the Clone Wars. So when the Republic was not even the Empire yet. And when you think about that amount of R&D to build that, to transform the planet into Look at the project managers shining. Well, yeah. I'm just like- Technically the First Order should already be there. Yeah, I would think that the First Order is already, if they're not actually actively converting the planet into Starkiller Base. So you're thinking it's just too risky. Pretty much, I, like the risk rules it out. Well, and Mando wouldn't we would know see. probably that they're there. Yeah, because either that really or we could see some some early order. first order people. Who knows? Maybe okay. we'll see um, Ray Sloan. Okay. Well, oh. I, think- <laughs> <laughs> I could see Ray Sloan. I would be so happy. <laughs> I guess either way, we'll see soon. And I mean, either way, it sounds like we're all mm-hmm. excited. How about mm-hmm. Colleen kick us off for scene five? And an order of sorcerers called Jedi. You expect me to search the galaxy and deliver this creature to a race of enemy sorcerers? This is the way. Here to the water planet. Okay, we're on the ground level, ground, ground level. We don't really know if it's ground per se or if it's an elevated city, elevated dock platform situation. Um, This is probably Moncala. Yep. Um, this would be really cool because basically the Bon Calamari tipped the scales for the rebellion with their modified battle cruisers. It was yes. foreseen that the Moncala would do this, and so they started to reconfigure their basically cruise ships, like passenger cruise ships. They were into passengers and cruisers. They were also like shipping a mm-hmm. lot, weren't yes, they? Yes, a lot of cargo ships. Yeah. That suddenly became these really formidable battle cruisers. So that'd be kind of cool. Yeah. To link the Moncala directly into this arc. And um, and here's why we think it's probably Moncala, because if you do a little happy press pause button, pausing. yeah, you can mm-hmm. see anywhere between two to what's possibly four Moncalamari. There's two like off to the left and maybe, maybe two to the right in the background and at least six to seven Corin. And then there's yes. two other dudes. I'm not sure whom they belong to yet if we'll ever find out or of course that will spin off another kind of thing in another 20 years <laughs> because you see someone else who looks kind of fishy from behind mm-hmm. someone who's bluish 
gray and someone who's pink. So fishy in more ways than one. They're suspicious. They could be nautilus if they have the long dreadlock tentacle things. They could be nautilus, but yeah. And you know who else is suspicious? Right as the armor drops the word (laughs) Jedi. Yes. We see this sexy lass in black being forced wieldy because she's in a robe. And of course we know a robe means Jedi, right? Or Sith. Or Sith. Or Sith. <laughs> Especially, it's a black robe. It is a black it's, robe. Mm-hmm. Anakin be rocking the black in. And Luke. And Luke. When he starts, you know, force choking people. Yeah, and I, I love, <laughs> I love production editors who like totally lean into this. I love how she disappears, of course, as yes. soon as the word yes. sorcerer drops. Mm-hmm. And so, yes. oh, and what were there is some debate maybe of her being a leftover inquisitor. Friends of the pod, yeah, Sean have been debating that a little bit. Which I'm, I think would be kind of cool. I'm not sold on it, but it's intriguing. If yeah, she's like one of the last ones left. If she's rogue. Like if she went, if she was an inquisitor and she went rogue, that would be really cool. I'm um, very hopeful that this woman in black is Sabine Wren, although it is way too early to be certain. So here's kind of why I think there is at least a valid argument for this person being Sabine Wren. Of course, it's not a lock. We don't know it's a lock until we're told it's a lock. So we do know that Sabine can use the force. Colleen and I have talked about, Anders, we've all talked about this. So of course she's entitled to robe wearing. She may not be full Jedi, but she's definitely definitely in tune a little bit. Yeah, and I have to say from an aesthetic like Queens be queening, I would love (laughs) to see Sabine Wren like in her badass black robes next to Ahsoka's white ones. I uh, does that, Would that make her that. the brother? Listen, we're not going. No, 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 no. We can't, we can't drop. We can't just hop into the mortis arc. No, we're not really. doing this right now. <laughs> Anders. But I absolutely, I somewhat agree. I agree with you. When I first saw it, I thought it was, well, actually, at the very first time I watched the trailer, I thought it was actually Ming-Na Wen coming back. Yeah. Um, she played the bounty hunter in season one, who mm-hmm. actually only lasted one episode. And I was like, oh my God, she survived. She didn't die. This is going to be so cool. <laughs> yes. And then when I watched it again, I was like, no. No, that's Sasha That's Banks. not her. That is <laughs> Sasha Banks, um, who's been cast in a mystery role for season two. But I think she fits the bill to be a Sabine. Um, we'll so. see. We'll see. We'll see. And and yeah. there was also whispers of someone else, Colleen. We, mm-hmm. won't, we won't do too much, but dabble in it for us, would yes. you? Yes. I had a couple of people ping me and ask me or were very excited and said, oh my gosh, did you see in the trailer? That's Ventress. I mean, I would love to see Ventress. And I was like- I would love to see Ventress. What? But <laughs> I said, who, what? And they're like, this, this person. I'm like, oh, Sasha Banks. That, oh, mm. to answer <laughs> that, read Dark Disciple. Yeah, that's our final word Dark on Dark Disciple. Um, yeah. I like the idea too, our friend Matt floated this from another source that she could be a Dothamirian witch, not necessarily a night sister because there are other clans of Dothamirian witches that were not night sisters. So that would be kind of cool to get another force user in live action who's not yeah. a Jedi or a Sith. Yep. Mm-hmm. I would yep. love to see that. Like, yes, just keep mm-hmm. stretching with what the force means, who can access it, get all the people that are cranky that it should only be Jedi or Sith. And, and really that could feel very cool with the more westerny style of the Mandalorian. I just think from yes. a 
narrative sense, it makes a lot of sense if it's Sabine yes. Wren, but listen, yes. to fit the listen, please way, me in other ways. It absolutely Disney. makes sense. Mm -hmm. But I love the idea of them bringing, because they, in the animated shows, they expanded so much about what yeah. the force is and yes. what it means and who can, and who use, can it. use it, how you can use it. So to bring that into some of the more like high profile live action stuff That'd would be really just cool. be really cool. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you know what else is really cool? Scene six. Scene six. <laughs> Scene six, where we get to see X-Wings in a flight pattern yes. to what I would say chase scene because the S-foils yes. were not but turn into lock yes. position. Yes, I'm hoping for some more director cameos here. The, yeah. the yes, yes, were each manned by, by a director from... Mm -hmm an episode so yeah. i kind of want them to kind of continue that tradition if they're not like major characters mm -hmm. um, yeah. it's just kind of a cool way to and they're that's probably also like a warning him, special feature thing warning him away <laughs> would be my guess like they're flying to be like identify yourself please leave exactly exactly and, and so people had predicted i've i so far to date there have only been two kind of breakdown videos that i thought were really good and mm -hmm. and those two people had predicted that it seems to be cooperative because the s foils were not in the attack position when they're flying in formation okay mm -hmm. fair enough but formations and drama and action don't always last in that way and you do see the s foils open when they get to that chase scene in the clouds so i kind of predict from a temporal sense although what do, what do i know i'm only predicting i'm only guessing we're guessing we're guessing we're making an educated guess that this is why we see mando ship injured in at yeah. least two places in the opening trailer it's yeah. it's unfair to me uh, if he takes out two x-wings <laughs> his, his escort goes wrong yeah could be Yes. Yep. Mm -hmm. Now let's quickly move to scene seven. <laughs> Colleen, why don't you break it down for us? Because this reminds me a lot of kind of opening at the close, right? Yes. Yep. This yep. is probably Navarro. This is where Cara Dune and Grief Karga, I love him, <laughs> decided to stay <laughs> to kind of reopen the bounty hunter. A little upset we didn't get him walk out and just be like, Mendo! <laughs> <laughs> Know, yeah, they're very <laughs> reserved now. They're like the oligarchy of, of the location now. Oh, like, he looks up. great, though. I mean, he looked really stately. They looked like they were in kind of fancier clothes. Yes, it a bit is. More a... bright colors. Like, actually, he's doing awesome. his job instead of being just a drunken bounty hunter leader. He's actually kind of doing the magistrate job. Absolutely. What happened to Moff Gideon, though? If he's the. Mm -hmm. if... If he crash landed on that planet, that's a fair well, question. Bum, bum, bum. We don't know because Saber. we don't see him. <laughs> yes. Anders, how about you get us to scene eight? You know this is yes. So we're still, we're still there. We're still in Navarro. We have those modified Tie Fighters looking awesome mm -hmm. as they kind of take off and land again mm -hmm. moff gideon is not in sight maybe he's made his way back and is stealing one we don't know um we get I'm some shots of, <laughs> <laughs> we get some shots of stormtroopers running down this hallway before mm -hmm. they speed her off of a cliff into this like cannon thing this was, was like cool one shot. of the most like 
Yeah. That's the, I was going to say, this is actually one of my favorite shots of the trailer. Mm-hmm. Just the way that they're showing what like, a speeder banging off the walls and they're not falling off. Mm-hmm. You know, they're not just like tripping over a rock. So stormtroopers leveling well, storm up a little bit. Stormtroopers being competent. <laughs> not Which, hitting okay. baby Yoda. Um, mm, we do not speak of that. <laughs> <laughs> but the question is also, you know, what are they chasing? What right. are they, go- what are they after in this? Um, so Cara Dune's probably still there. You see that river of lava um, that, you know, we saw something very similar at the end of season one mm-hmm. when IG-88 made that sacrifice. I um, love that scene. No, and I love that either in this trailer. Yeah, so far, so far. So, so far. far. No, no uh, so far, we'll see. And you know what else we'll see? A ton of different mashup places that we've already talked about in season yeah. nine. No place for a child. Wherever I go, he goes. So I kind like of Mando was drowning or almost going to drown in one of those yeah, scenes. Yeah, which we know is not going to happen. So like, move along, <laughs> move along. <laughs> right, just to up the tension a little bit. Let's yeah, pretend, just, pretend that Din Djarin could die. And how about that final scene? What I think is going mm-hmm. to be one of the obviously most pivotal moments of episode mm-hmm. one to episode three. I really think it's up to the first three episodes. Why don't you three take it and then I'll take the child's reaction. So I've heard. Um, yeah, this is the Gamoran. You see them in the ring with their vibro axes. Oh, it looks so cool. Um, John Favreau actually tweeted out a sketch picture maquette of a Gamoran for his kind of tease of season two. So we knew that they were going to show up. Yeah. This could be on Tatooine because the Gamoran guard from Jabba's palace would be jobless. Also and seems like a good place. Tatooine here. seems like a good place for a fight club. Yes, for a sure. fight club would for totally sure. be on Tatooine. Um, we get this great quote, this is no place for a child. He's Fucking 50. Obviously, <laughs> it's not a place for a child in this fight club. Um, this guy sounds like John Favreau. I think it could be him under all that makeup this time. He voiced um, I think as Vizsla from the other season, from season one. But this Fun. time it looks like he could be in this makeup. And this is that Cyclops kind of looking guy. They're called Abyssins. So it's kind of like going into the abyss. Are we, Mando? Are we signaling some something else that's coming? Possibly a Sarlacc pit of an abyss? Oh, okay. I was like, what are you hinting at, Colleen? (laughs) I mean, yes, the abyss staring back at you is basically the Sarlacc. So that could be. And you know what? I'll say that even though this is no place for a child, in my opinion, Baby Yoda is totally chilled and rea- relaxed because Baby Yoda recognizes these whistling birds and like, yes, immediately nopes out of there, but it's clear that Baby Yoda trusts Mando yeah. and is not worried about the odds because yeah. Baby Yoda has known when Din has not handled the situation and has pulled in backup support. But right now, Baby Yoda is just like, listen, 
I'm out. I don't have to be here for this. I'm just, I'm just not going to get hit like, by one of these whistling birds. Like, birds. And he's like, nope. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Low is my walking cradle. Like, no, it's not for me. And did someone want to comment on the Mandalorian logo color at all before we mm, get into mm-hmm. predictions and reactions? Because I think yes. that's our last little yes. talking point. Well, the last scene from there in the fighting pit where he kills the Zabrak and he says, this is the way. Apparently just full on murder is the way. So that's fine. He's <laughs> protecting, he's protecting the, child. the child. As long as he's protecting the child, that's fine. That's like a um, Rick and Morty thing. As long as we're saving the girl, Morty, as long as we're saving the girl, it's totally fine. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. We can purge everyone in here. That's fine. Yes. Um, yeah, the logo is really cool. It's blue this time which is a little different. Usually the second has been red in Star Wars. A lot of times you get the red logo for the second installation. This one is blue and it includes the child this time. Amanda's like looking down at him, looking so cute. The season one was kind of a yellowish gold color with just Mando alone. So now he's not alone. I I think that really just is somewhat gonna signify getting a little into prediction territory yeah let's move in you know what let's do it of that blue planet it's gonna be the importance of that blue planet the the water planet so we're primarily we were desert and blue is the primary jedi color now we're into blue well why don't we more fully get into reactions and predictions so anders let's start with you what was your kind of overall reaction and if there's any other little predictions that we're still missing from you so i mean if you guys can't tell i am just pumped for this i am so excited to watch this season (laughs) Uh, throughout i will say i was expecting to see a little bit more of because we've been teased for the past year on some of the season two casting news mm-hmm. colleen that's a little hot and bothered that was a little <laughs> <laughs> so i was like a little surprised i was as i was watching it i was half expecting to see um some kind of a shot of like ahsoka's white lightsabers if we didn't get a full facial shot maybe just like see her hand down by her side mm. and you see the white saber ignite Oh, I think they're or, saving that. I or think something like that. that. Some kind of a teaser shot or, you know, something with Katie Sackhoff as Bo-Katan. Kreese. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, rumors that Timothy, Ol- Timothy Oliphant is playing Cobb Van. Cobb Van. Got that mm-hmm. Tatooine mm-hmm. Sheriff look. So I was a little surprised that we only got the Sasha Banks look. Um, mostly because we're actually not that far out from when this is coming. We're like... yeah. Few weeks, like, six weeks, like six weeks, weeks out. Yeah. yeah, yeah. End of October. I don't know. Time, time means nothing anymore, though. So that's Time's also. <laughs> we, yeah. This could, this could be actually very years in the right future. For, this is actually trailers. I don't know. Yeah, but, we're actually listening in a galaxy far, far away, a long time ago. I'm just really excited for the to see how this journey to find ostensibly what we've been wondering about since 1980, which is yes. like, who or where does Yoda come from if you're actually yes. searching for his people? Yeah. Um, it's George something Lucas that is, won't tell. He won't <laughs> tell. So I'm also kind of thinking that we're not actually, in true Yoda tradition, we're not actually going to get a straight answer on this no. ever. Not until the last It'll be like second. his, very you know, last season. His, his people are truly the Jedi. So this is actually a quest just to find the Jedi. Mm -hmm. Um, But that idea of finding his 
historical family. people for his historical people, his historical family versus this new family, this chosen family, which family. is always a great dynamic in fantasy storytelling. Mm-hmm. And it's also something you can almost never go wrong with. So I'm just really excited to see how that plays out. <laughs> nice. Nice. And mm-hmm. any predictions? Uh, any other predictions other than what we've thought, what we've already said? I don't think I have any more. Cool. Um, how about how about you, Colleen? Your reactions mm-hmm, and predictions? Mm-hmm. Oh, you say Timothy Oliphant, and I immediately I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> and Cobb Vanth. I would be so excited if we get Cobb Vanth, because um, then we would get scenes of Freetown, which is Cobb Vanth was a former slave who becomes kind of the sheriff sheriff of Tatooine not necessarily the whole planet because of course it's a huge planet but Freetown and he actually has Boba Fett's armor Mm. so we could also get Boba Fett coming out of the Sarlacc pit stripping off his armor and being like fuck this I'm out (laughs) I don't care anymore and Cobb Banth picking it up but then if we get Boba Fett we could also get Tamar Morrison which I would also be really excited (laughs) And he could also be playing Rex. We don't know exactly. There are rumors. Also he could play just about anybody. <laughs> any, he could either be Boba. He could be a clone trooper of some kind. Rex and Boba are kind of the forefront of the guesses on that. Um, this is basically what we've been waiting for this entire year. Or ever since season one ended. We've been waiting for this trailer to drop. Um, It's just stunningly shot. We see all of the familiar faces and some kind of tantalizing new ones. Um, But they're also hiding things. We don't get Giancarlo Esposito. We don't get Moff Gideon. Um, Mm -hmm. There's no Darksaber. No Rosario Dawson, who is, like we've said, reportedly playing Ahsoka. Um, No Timothy Oliphant. No Tamora Morrison. Um, No other season one antagonists. So no Bill Burr. No Natalia Tina. They got blown up. <laughs> they didn't get blown up. They're just on the, the <laughs> they're on the prison ship, which might be why the X Wings are also after him if they were caught and interrogated. <laughs> we don't know if they didn't send him after the Mandalorian. Um, it was just the trailer was just so artfully done. The music mm-hmm. was beautiful, not super Star Warsy, but also kind of in that vein a little bit. Um, I really just can't wait for Din to learn more about little shammy shake about his little son and because that is how we are going to learn more about yoda's species through this protagonist and through little baby yoda as they're both kind of wandering around it seems like they're wandering aimlessly around the galaxy he's not a research guy i don't i don't know how (laughs) he's going to get to places unless someone tells him where to go Mm -hmm. because the armor is like yes you have to go find his people and he just looks clueless well, that, I mean, that's fair. Who, yeah, how? How, how am yeah. I supposed to do that? And he's just, he's not a Ravenclaw, guys. Like, this is not. No, but also, I mean, the Empire got rid of a lot of the libraries. Yes. So right. it's, not like, it's not like, <laughs> yes. it's not like the so resources, no resources. resources. are yeah. readily accessible. He would actually probably try and find the Rebellion or New Republic people just because he would only know that Luke Skywalker might be a Jedi from the rumors that are going around. Like, oh, there's this maybe Force user he seems kind of dark and mysterious. We don't know. He's he's over there. He's friends with Princess Leia. I don't know. He can oh. give Massa something to do while he's basically quarantined on Coruscant. 
Exactly. Yeah, look up, use some of those uh, Coruscant resources. <laughs> and what about right. predictions, mm -hmm. Colleen? Yes, predictions. Okay, I know I really do not want Sasha Banks to be Sabine. Boo, but that's okay. Why, why? I, Give us the I, reverse. Give us the I reverse. I want her to be an Asian actress. Okay. I think Just that makes because that absolutely makes sense. She's yes. such an icon for the Asian inspired Star Wars characters. Yeah. And I really was pulling for Jessica Henwick, even though she's already been a Star Wars character. Mm. She's Jess. She's one of Wedge Antilles's kind of fighter pilots. But she was only a bit character. So I'm like, okay, she could come back and totally be Sabine. She has the fighting background. She's a really great actress. She would be fantastic. Um but if it is Sabine, that's okay, too. At least she's a woman of color. I'm like, yes, mm -hmm. okay, woman of color. At least we've got that. Mm -hmm. um, and we'll most likely get her and Ahsoka, who is also going to be played by a woman of color, talking to Mando about the child. Because at least Ahsoka will know what little shammy shake is. They're like, oh, yeah, yeah Yoda. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've Yoda. Seen, I've seen this. I've seen this before. Like, only twice. Yaddle and Yoda. Yep. But at least she'd have an idea, kind of, of what to do, even if they're a pit stop. Like, of course, Sabine and Ahsoka are searching for Ezra and Thrawn. So it would most likely just be a pit stop. Even if Mando does say, kind of like, do you want to take the baby? Like, <laughs> you yeah, seem I like a Jedi. Would you like to take the baby? And Ahsoka's going to be like, <laughs> no. No. Nah, nah, I am no Jedi. No. I am no, yeah, no Jedi. And Sabine also will be like, we can't take a baby to the unknown regions. Like, just not no so i think they'll be just more like a way station on the trip yeah. and they could point them towards ilum or any other jedi temple situations because ahsoka would at least have that knowledge mm -hmm. like he's basically going to have to search for people who have knowledge right which i love mm -hmm. which is great yes the search for knowledge <laughs> and if they found yaddle that'd be great because she has not died that we know of in disney canon so it'd be Yay. That, would, that would be wild that would she, be wild she did die in Legends. Like, she did die in Legends, but we don't know if she's dead in canon. I can't imagine she survived Order 66. Probably not. Yeah, or, I can't imagine. Or she's so deep did, in hiding so. that they would never find her. Well, either way, I think we're in for a wild ride this season, and I am definitely excited and ready. Like Colleen said, beautiful filmography and imagery. I absolutely loved it. And kind of to open at the close... I am really hoping to see the Jedi and Mandalorians come together mm -hmm. for both of them. If you watch the last episode of season one for the opening, like, what is it? Recap. It makes it very clear that for the Mandalorians, it's about survival and secrecy mm -hmm. and numbers mm -hmm. are dwindling yeah. and all of these things. Well, that sounds like someone else we know, right? Yes. Our secrecy is our survival. Our survival is our strength. I would really love to see these two forces come together and mm -hmm. stay together through the power of this foundling youngling. Yes. Oh, I, I would love if Ezra taught him. <laughs> oh my goodness, that would be wild. So that would, much. Oh I don't think it's going to happen. But that I, would be wild, that's not, that's not. That's not like yeah, a that's drama a series. That's a sitcom. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh God, that would be hysterical for real. It would be what, hysterical. Why don't we make this last prediction? I think that there's going to be at least one more trailer dropped. Do you guys think that hmm. there's going to be one more trailer dropped or no? There could be like a teaser, maybe. Okay. A scene teaser. Okay. They, I think we'll get... they keep things pretty close to the vest. They okay. do. I'm going to say, just thinking about how TV 
tends to get advertised. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking surprised it wasn't advertised more like during football. Like, why was this not on Monday Night Football? Yeah. So I think which is weird. I would say max one more full trailer. Yeah. Right. And then maybe, excuse me, maybe one or two like thirty second clips, like a previewing a scene, or mostly footage from the existing trailer yeah being cut down into 30 second tv spots yeah 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 yeah, yeah. maybe well, we'll get a, a, a shot a or something voiceover, different maybe. Yeah. yeah well i think that's a great place for us to leave it here today i want to thank you guys all for being with us and come back next time when we continue to explore our fandoms together uh, remember, if you prefer enjoying us on our podcast format, you can head over there onto iTunes, uh, tune in, Spotify, or wherever you listen to your podcast. And if you're listening to your podcast and wondering what us fine folks look like, head over onto YouTube and hit that little subscribe <laughs> button and whatever uh, you're supposed to do there. Because in the meantime, what you can do is you could comment on this video, let us know what you think and help us grow by telling other nerdy knights to join in and reaching out to us via email at bohemiangeekstudies at gmail.com, just letting us know uh, what you're interested in. So I think uh, until next time, let's lift those sabers up and keep those episodes streaming. Thanks all. Thanks everybody. Bye.